I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi guys and welcome to Heavy Mode Tones. Uh, this week's episode is an interesting one. Um, a band from the UK called Pass the Fool, the lead singer, Rural Wright, and bass player, he uh, reached out and asked for to have a chat because he's he's a fan of the show, and uh, I thought, well, you know what, let's let's do it. I think it's really good that we encourage and uh, promote um, uh, the the smaller bands and the bands trying to do you know just make a mark in the in the universe. Um, and these guys really interesting. It's a three piece band. They've had an EP out now, an album out, um, and it's uh, it, it was a real joy to talk to him. Um, it was early in the morning my time, and I sort of still slightly jet lagged from my UK trip. So I hope you enjoy the show. Um, I really enjoyed. It. I got a lot out of it. Um, as always, I you know jabber jabber jabber. Um, but yeah, there's some really great things, uh, insights into the way they mu- make music, what makes them make music, and the, his thoughts on on music in general uh, is really quite insightful. So uh, he, uh, without further ado, he was Will Wright from Past the Fall. I uh, hope you enjoy the show. Bye now. Oh my God. <laughs> It's too early in the morning, man. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Hi, right, guys. I'm here with Will from Past the Fall, um, founding member of the great band, as I just mentioned, uh, all in the UK. Um, and um, it's early morning here. It's, I think it's sort of evening over there, isn't it? Eight, yeah. Eight, yeah. Eight, seven yeah. o'clock. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Yeah. yeah. We've been trying to sort of get this sort of bit organised recently, but time zones have been screwing us up. Aren't they? <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, um, if anyone doesn't know who Past Fall are, they're a, uh, a British. I, I, I find it quite difficult to categorise your sound because I don't like categorising sounds too much anyway. But I, I, I look at you and think you're quite a um, an eclectic mix of, of of metal genres. I can't put you in any one particular box, which I think is a is a is a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I would take that as a compliment any day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I I listened to it several times on the on I was flying back and forth, like going to the UK and back and stuff, and and um, and I didn't 
I couldn't, I was like my notes, I'm going, yeah, okay, I'll write what, what genre is this, where can I put that? Um, and I mean, I can find and find genres for it, um, but that's me because I'm trying to box some things up. I think it's a much more fluid album than that. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, we actually have that problem when we come to market ourselves, um, because like, obviously, when you get going, you know, you're trying to find what genre or clique you might fit into, or like just to try and reach some fans that like music. And we're like, oh, I don't know, <laughs> we might, there's a little bit of thrash in there. I don't know, there's a lot of groove. We like kind of um, grungy stuff as well. There's some instrumental bits, you know, the solos, there's all sorts. So yeah, it's, um, but I think that's kind of cool in the end. You know, I think uh, it's nice that hopefully we can appeal to a lot of people. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, can I just, I'm just going to pause one second, Will, one second. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get my, this is the, this is live audio as we speak, right, man? This is technology as we go. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to get camera, bang, camera, audio, audio. It's up here. <sighs> okay, one, two, one, two. Yeah, one, two, yeah. <laughs> one, two. <laughs> check, check. You hear me okay? Uh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. That's better. That's okay, better. cool. Yeah, yeah. I was like going through, it was going to be one of those problems again where the audio was going to go, and I was like, I don't want that again. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay, that, that should be better now. Okay, so there we go. I've got you in several videos while I've got that. There we go. There we go. That's better. Because um, I, I was going through, I think it was going through this laptop mic. Anyway, don't worry about it. Yeah, this, you know, my show, if you listen to my show, I don't, it's just on the fly, you know, man. <laughs> That's Where what I like is. about it. Yeah. yeah. Where it is, baby. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's where it is. So um, thank you, listeners, for my audio issues. So we'll, you formed the band back in 2013, is that right? Yeah, I guess like the idea for it came in 2013, but I guess we got serious about it probably like 2015 was like our first tour of the UK we went around and um I think we spent a lot of years just trying to find our well one actually just get experienced and cut our teeth and, um mm. so we just did a lot of touring a lot of playing a lot of traveling around and we sort of came up I guess in that kind of like UK thrash scene a little bit mm. a bit of our history and um uh yeah I think we never really fitted into that completely and you know we we put out um uh an ep called beggars at the lies banquet and it was cool i had some name, really by the way i love that name <laughs> it's cool i like that yeah as uh and um yeah I, I guess had some like kind of you know there's like little glimmers and ideas and things we felt um you know like were good but i think we really found our sound on um from insanity's ruin and that uh took a long time to put together we had a lot of like personal issues in the background over those years as well mm. we weren't going to and um but really it all kind of came to a head with from insanity's ruin so but yeah in the interim between that you know when we did that ep yeah we were just pretty we tried to get out and uh, do quite a lot of touring we were in the uk did some did a fair bit of stuff around europe um some, a couple of tours in mexico a little bit in the states um and it really was just Ripper Owens. It was with Ripper Owens. Yeah. Yeah, that was wicked. Yeah, that was really fun. 
he's a proper yeah super i mean one you're like wow this is cool like and um by the end of the tour it was wicked because we we're like he would all get up like half cut and um sing <laughs> living after midnight with him it's great that's <laughs> <laughs> so much fun oh that's brilliant man it's, I, I looked at it, it was like yeah. oh my god ripper owen's fantastic yeah yeah he's, he's so sound as well like you mm. know sometimes you're like oh kind of don't want to meet your heroes you know so to speak just in case they're total assholes but oh, I've done, <laughs> no no oh, yeah, really? and, yeah 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 i've been back and gone why did i do that yeah no i've done it yeah yeah, yeah. exactly but no he, he was um he was super cool actually super cool and um and he just really trying to push us as well like even during his set and stuff he'd be trying to get people to buy our merch or like um when you tick you know we go out for yeah, i remember one show like after i think it was in sheffield yeah we all went out for a ruby afterwards and like he's like oh, i'll get this and paid for it just yeah super super top guy so Fair yeah and like no ego at all for the australian listeners a ruby is a curry i know that because oh I'm... yeah <laughs> <laughs> He wasn't buying jewelry. Yeah, um, I think you learned, don't you? Um, I suppose as musicians, I know I've got lots of musicians, and they say that they learn a lot from um, touring with their the, with some like you know um, of the bigger names because you, you watch from the side yeah. of the stage as you watch how they interact with their fans, how they are in their day to day business life as well. Yeah, and you go well, you know, this is this is the way to do it. Mm-hmm. yeah definitely i mean even like um doing a tour of desecrator like i learned quite a lot from them because um watching riley the singer do his thing um as well it changes you know you get the feedback from the crowd and stuff and i remember i'm pretty like a pretty chill guy a pretty nice guy like and i can uh and it's i think it's easy as a musician as well to like be very so into your music you forget to externalize like how it's actually making you feel because it's so much going inside so i'm pretty you know um it was kind of early days but i remember once he said to me before a gig like he's like well it's like remember it's like the uk was the birth of the sex pistols yeah <laughs> it's like like yeah, you're yeah. the home of punk he's like yeah. just go out there and give him some punk attitude and hell yeah i went and did it and it's like wow the place comes alive so yeah it and it's funny it's, you know yeah yeah you just got to take that restraint out i think sometimes yeah i mean i like a lot of all sorts of music and sometimes the you see them live and there's this constraint and you think well that wasn't in the cd that wasn't the vinyl when i put it on there i didn't feel that constraint mm. coming through but then they come on stage and they get a bit kind of like locked into this constraint whereas you like you said the punk doesn't do that for you you know I, yeah. I think, and i think your sound your sound particularly because you change so fluidly from track one you know from into the ruins right through to the you know to insanity's reign it um it it, it's so flexible like you, i don't think you could be too yeah. rigid on that set <laughs> yeah it's kind of funny because like we did a show on uh, saturday and um first one of the year we had a bit of a break and it, it's it's funny because yeah the music like make uh that's what i like about the set because it's quite up and down so sometimes it's like you know you're really ramped up you know we look you know we go into the first track and it's pretty high energy it's, it's pretty much the the album order mm. um you know, so you get you get amped up. You know, you're shouting at the crowd, they're giving stuff back. But then, you know, when you get into the middle and you have a different vibe, you know, you really are just like thankful and grateful that you're just sharing the moment with the people that are watching you. So then that comes out as well. So I, I kind of like to just ride it and you know, yeah, yeah. I th- I think it's. A, I mean, I'm just, I mean, I've got some personal. I mean, a lot of notes here because some personal highlights for me. Like I really oh, like. Cool. I absolutely loved um, Selden Selden Reason. Oh, yeah. wicked! Yeah, because yeah. it's oh, so cool, man. foggy. I love it, right? Oh, it's wicked. So, um, do you know a band over here called Neoblibiscaris? Have you heard of them? 
No, no, I haven't. No. So they were sort of they're very much like an opeth kind. Of, I shouldn't be rude to them because they're not their own sound, but they yeah. I put them in that opeth-y kind of sound. It's and not a bad thing to be. I put it on. No, it's not a bad thing at all. I put it <laughs> on. I was listening to Selby and I was like, because you know you've got so much like Poison Mirror, which is my favourite favourite on the album because it's oh, very mega deafy. Yeah. It's very mega deafy. Oh, really? I don't mean ah, that. Cool. You know what I mean? Um, mm. The solo is amazing. I love yeah, the he's a wizard. <laughs> um, but the you know you get to that and it's like oh I have a breather. It's so nice and, and it's such texture and it's so and it's so um, different to everything else. And I yeah. love that. Uh, That's what, yeah. Oh, yeah. thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's like you know sometimes you wonder like whether people listen to things you know album format so much anymore because of Spotify, which is cool. You know, it's just a different way of doing things. But we definitely um, wanted to make an album. It, and it's all there for a reason. It goes up and down for a reason, yeah. you know. Yeah. I think that's the I think that that's the mercurial magic with which is missing from modern music. I was talking to Tony Doolan from Venom about that. So there's this issue. Don't think so. There's issues with, you know, when Spotify, well, decided to chop up albums so you could buy a dollar a song. No longer yeah. did you have the, you know, you yeah. as a musician sit down with your bandmates going, okay, well, mm. how does this flow? You know, yeah. people spend weeks and months working out where does this come in here and sometimes make mistakes. Sometimes it's gorgeous, right? And you go, oh, that's brilliant. I mean, I know myself that I've taken songs out and moved them into different parts on albums. <laughs> yeah. A flow that I like, right? Um, yeah. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, the, 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 the flow of the album is really, really important, I think. Yeah. And, and, you, and I, can, I really congratulate you on wanting to make an album that is released as an album that you can oh, listen thanks. with a flow, you know. Um, which yeah. is not 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 easy. No, and it's it, it's funny because I was talking to somebody about it the other day, and it's interesting because the stuff we'll probably do in the future is going to be more into a singles format because of the way Spotify works. And um, uh, you know, and I feel I feel pretty positive about it. I guess it's just the way of the world now. Like I well, think, yeah, it's it's somehow I've got to take advantage of the platforms because this is just the way people consume music, you know, and. Um, it will still get put into an album and we'll still try and kind of have an overview and put it into a flow. But it was really nice to do that from, I think that's, you know, like from Insanity's Ruin is like I said it before, it's kind of like our love letter really like to music yeah. in the world, you know? It's, yeah. And I think, you know, for me, I'm at a certain age, you know, if I, if I released an album and print it on vinyl, I'd be like, that's it. I'm done. Like, you know, this is my single. I've got friends of mine in the band called Pure Envy from Newcastle up here. Uh, in Sydney, yeah, Sydney. Yeah. brilliant thrash band, but they only release singles. A, yeah. It's financial because they don't have the yeah. ability to just make albums because they, they have to work full time yeah. and because of the way the world is in the industry. And so they just release singles, which is wonderful. Well, don't get me wrong, I love it, but I, yeah. there are times when I go, I just want to put the album on <laughs> yeah. and yeah, go from A to B. Because I'm still, oh, it's funny, because, like, when I think about it, I mean, I like to think I'm pretty mm, open-minded. I'm trying to look for new music. But then there's also this sort of curmudgeonly old part of me that just still listens to Van Halen and, and, and like, oh, yeah. it's the 90s metal and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, you know, and I just somehow never get sick and tired of that. And it's always about putting the record on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's kind of funny. And, yeah, definitely, like, especially now when I'm looking at bands that are kind of, more like our level or above or just sort of up and coming it's sort of strange because it's quite hard to it's becoming less common i think like you definitely just see a bank of like the most popular singles which is kind of cool but it's it can be quite disparate the flow like sometimes you get like a beautiful like 
piano ballad and then bang you're slamming to some kind oh, of speakers or something you know whoa <laughs> yes in my last episode some for some reason i was decorating this is during lockdown i was decorating a house and and i had spotify on and i was i'm a big billy bragg fan i was listening to billy bragg and i was it and suddenly bingo he's got this country vibe which i don't like and it went all country and my whole <laughs> like, um my whole because i went out and came back because it was on my whole algorithm was country music oh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, fuck. it took me ages to get that algorithm back you know just yeah. ages you can start dialing it out and think oh okay if i put this in is this going to really screw this up <laughs> yeah yeah um, <laughs> on a different note so you're a three-piece band right yeah yeah do you find that have you ever played in, in a bigger band with more than three people before or was, are you always played in three-piece yeah, when it, I mean, I, I initially, because I play bass and sing in the band, so like initially I just started as a guitarist, I started playing guitar when I was oh, 11. So, mm. and it's, so I did bands as a guitar player and then I moved into vocals. So, and because we started kind of, I was just really into like um, a lot of thrash and stuff. So I guess, yeah, just pr mm, probably four or five pieces I have been in. Um, four, yeah, seriously though, probably like four pieces. And then the three pieces, well, and the whole thing with past four being a three piece actually and me even doing bass was um uh because i only got into bass because i was in a band and there was four of us and um bless his cotton socks but uh, the bass player at the time was a lovely guy and he kind of was okay for live and then we went to record with him and he realized he actually had no sense of rhythm whatsoever <laughs> <laughs> so, i i I ask that because I have a theory that three-piece bands are the are the best, right? I I, love, I mean, don't get me wrong, Maiden's a six-piece. I love Maiden, but yeah, you know, yeah, great. I do love a three-piece band. The Pistol, not the Pistol, sorry, Motorhead and Black the Sabbath. Police, and this is really tight really sound. Mean, um, yeah, I think the instrumentation is like it because I would say Black Sabbath for like a three-piece for me because I, I just I just love the one guitar, one bass. That's exactly drums right. Yes, combo. So you can, yes. you know, get vocals in and out, but I still almost think of those as three pieces. I agree. Um, the same with someone like The Who. I feel the same way with The yeah. Who as well. Yeah. 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 Um, because I, I played bass and I got into bass because no one, I was in bands that all had guitarists. So I wanted to be Eddie Van Halen, right? But I wasn't allowed to be because everyone had guitarists. So I was like, I want to be in a band. I'll do, I can't sing. I don't want to play the drums because I don't think I'm good enough. I'll play the bass, you know? And yeah. it just stuck. And, yeah. and and um god forbid i still do it so um oh, yeah. yeah i do love a free piece i just so that's why i say your sound was getting back we was tying it back to that because it's really big for a free piece sound yeah like when you, you've mixed it Thanks. so well um you mixed it with am i right with um what's his name from um faith no more is that right oh so that was the previous guy so that was that was yeah this, that was that was the ep Andy. Yeah, that was the EP, um, and he actually mastered it. And um, he, so we, where did we get that? Metropolis Studios, which is quite a big place in London. Mm. Um, and that was really cool. It's a really good experience. It's great to see how it all worked. But with from Insanity's Ruin, it's all self-produced. We did it all. That's kind of as well a bit of the time gap as well. We were uh, we decided to build our own studio, and um, yeah, it turns out it's really hard to do. So. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it, I mean, so it was a long, arduous process. I won't lie, and um, but it was really good. I mean, I actually, I wouldn't change it because that's kind of what led to our sound. Because suddenly we had this freedom to be able to try everything and really pull everything apart and be like, well, what does this sound like? How about this? You know, I've got this idea, and 
um and that's kind of what led to the album because I, I mean i mean maybe i'm biased but i personally think it's really really different from our old stuff even so much that we don't really even we, well we haven't played our old stuff in years we don't even really consider it part of the catalog was that great so you're progressive man and that's the progression about it that's that's growing yeah. in your sound i really love that fact that you know you know your past is there fair enough you know but, but yeah you've come so far that you probably even look at your stuff over your shoulder and go that's not good enough and, I think yeah. that's a, and that's a wonderful thing you know in that respect you're growing so well you know oh thanks man yeah because i think mm. it's important i think every um you know i just the thing i love to hear the most is personality and people well music like people change over the years and um some of my favorite bands like um sometimes me and um, tom like joke we're kind of like drug dealers you know like musicians are like drug dealers we're like dealing out it's you know you got to get the thing that changes your mood or like uh yeah, yeah, makes yeah. You, you know makes takes you to another place um and i get and i really get it some people just like what you know uh, a certain sound does to them so they just want more of the same but i've never really been that way i kind of really like to we just sort of yeah change and grow and you know Especially since you've got to, got to do something that kind of is true to yourself, and I can't yeah. imagine being the same, you know, like... No, I think as a creative, as a creative person like yourself, um, you have to grow and change. As an audience member, yeah, there are. I mean, I when I pick up, when I put on a, an Iron Maiden album, I mm. do want it to be like Iron Maiden, right? Like, don't get me wrong, yeah, I love the yeah. change. I love that progressiveness now. But I go, I, you know, I, had, I always head off back to Number of the Beast or... Um, yeah. you know peace of mind or whatever oh, yeah because yeah. i want that i want that um moment in of of um stability right yeah. and, and and continuity but i think as a creative like yourself you have to keep moving because otherwise you just stagnate right and then it, yeah. it, it becomes obvious you're just doing it for the fans and the money yeah wrong, money's good hey fans yeah. are fabulous <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but you've also got to, you've also got to be as a creative person you've got to be look up you've got to be true to yourself right yeah, I think so. I think you've got to be bold enough to know. Well, yeah, because like I'm not knocking it. Like you say, I mean, it's cool, isn't it? I can really understand. Like bands, like cool, we're here, got something good going on. Let's just keep doing more of the same and mm. keep going. But I think eventually, like, well, you never really. I think fans as well, even though they don't know, are probably going to get bored as well in some way if they hear oh, like ten yeah. albums of the same yeah. stuff. They might yep. not know it, but I think they might feel it, you know, after those 10 records of the same thing, so. I do. I mean, there's there's quite a few bands out there that I can't even, you know, like, I mean, God rest it, I love Ozzy, but, you know, his solo stuff, like, uh, the last 10 years, I can't I can't do it. Yeah, um, I don't you know, I don't want to bash too much, but, like, yeah, sometimes yeah. I do feel like people are treading water a little. But, yeah, yeah, and that's why I don't want yeah. to bash people either, but, yeah, it's exactly yeah. right. It's, it's sort of like I go, and I go, oh, no, you know, just enough now why don't you look at something different and that's why i do love the progressive side of music and that's why your album i thought was really interesting because i know and you said earlier that you had some dark times when you're making the album yeah and that does come through not lyrically because i haven't i don't know what you've been through so i, don't, I can't connect yeah. it to the lyric but there is definitely uh, a sense of um up and down in it you yeah. know and, and and that comes across musically, I think, particularly and vocally. Uh, yeah. Again, you do the vocals. You, you share the vocals, don't you? Yeah, we do share the vocals. We're kind of like, um, it's, it's funny. We're like, uh, 
I was trying to explain this to a non-musician. They had no idea what I meant. But like, um, if anybody's familiar with like uh, a metal guitar amplifier, <laughs> like, and you, and you know, usually they've got like a, a a clean channel, an overdrive channel, and a distortion channel. It's kind of like um, I, I'm the green channel and the red channel, and Tom's yeah. the uh, amber channel <laughs> in, <laughs> in, the, in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you've got like a the sort of three levels. Yeah. And that's another difficult thing. Um, we've moved into the world of metal in the last, I don't know, it must feels like feels like yesterday, but it's probably been for a long time. Where vocally, um, it's like I've got I did a whole episode on this because a friend of mine, he cannot can't do the the, the, the heavy vocals, right? The the, the yeah. growly, angry vocals. And he was he's very much an old school guy. And I had to sit him down and say, Listen, you gotta look at that as another instrument. Because yeah. it, it is another instrument, basically. Yeah. It's a different you know, you may not understand what they're saying, but listen to the emote, the emotion and the emotiveness of it. Yeah. And when he did that, he was like, oh, he came back and goes, yeah, I actually listened to some Celtic Frost and I get it now. Like, you know, it, yeah. Yeah. It, it, um, it's, an, it's not an easy thing on the old, on the old throat that. Oof. No, it's like I learned uh, the hard way how to do it. I mean, I mean, I don't know if I do it properly, but like in mm. a way that just doesn't shred shred me every night. Because when I started, I just used to just shout as loud as possible, and I was like, I'd be like, a fade, you know, like forty five minutes in, I'm like, you know, I just yeah. couldn't couldn't even speak at the end of a gig. Um, I do that night after night. Um, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, so didn't even need the fags. I just needed to like, yeah, scream until I spat blood. But it's <laughs> uh, eventually I learned. Um, how to because there is a way you can do it i mean it's still quite taxing on your yeah mm. voice and it you know and you can sort of feel it at the end of the night but like uh, there is a way to uh, get the power and the sound so i mean that's what i think you know it is i'm not going to say it's like it's not opera singing it's not like i'm not going to say it's super technical or anything but there is like i think a lot more to it than people realize um Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I, I've had this conversation on many many occasions with people who are telling me they're just shouting into the microphone. Well, no, not actually, because mm. you try right. and do that and get a vocal line across and be m melodic. It's not. Yeah, it's easy. not easy. Yeah, it's definitely a skill, you know. And I learned that, you know, uh, still learning. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like um, it's like guitar, right? You know, um, don't get me wrong. I love a bit of Steve Vai. I love a bit. Of blah, 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 blah. I love all that, right? Yeah. There's a point though when it's not musical anymore. It's just like yeah. it's just a barrage of, of of look how clever I am with this minor pentatonic and this suspended yeah. sevens, all that stuff. Um, that's why, like again, like your album, because it's not like my wife has this thing where she loves metal that's just you know no solos, just grinding, you know, yeah, rhythmic. Um, and yours doesn't. It's not full of here. Right, look how special I am. I can play all these amazing places on my neck and a million miles an hour. It's yeah. there. You can hear the solo on the end of uh, on the end of Poison Mirror. Mm. It's more bluesy. I think it's yeah. like bluesy yeah. driven solo. Is it more yeah. breathy? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 cool that you picked up on that because um Tom is I mean he's actually a guitar teacher um as well as doing the band, you know, so he pretty much just plays guitar every single day and he's done it since he was eleven. So it's funny, he could he could play as fast as I don't know, you know, he could do all that kind of yeah. like shred, you know, shredtacular stuff if he wanted. But uh, what I think's what I've always liked working with him, and what I think's really cool about it is like he says, "Well, I just have the thing in my head first, and then I try and just so I don't." He doesn't play, he doesn't play a lick and think, "Oh, that sounds cool." It's more like the other way around. He's like, "I listen." He listens to the music and then thinks, 
this is what I feel like it needs to sound like. Okay, how do I play that on the guitar? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I heard a brilliant. I watched. I watched a brilliant video with uh, Gus Govan and he was saying that he sings the solos in his head as he's playing them. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. so he knows he can't go crazy because he can't sing. So, <laughs> if, you know, so he's like, I, I can play all this, but if it's not, in my, if I can't physically sing it, it's not musical enough. Yeah, that's a pretty head. good, like, yeah, that's a good acid test, actually. Yeah. Yeah. If we get like, too him, crazy. Great yeah. 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 So, I mean, um, so the album's been out since, uh, came out last year, year before last, did it not? Yeah, it's been a year and a bit now, so it's like 20, uh, end of 21. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. And yeah. how did, I mean, I, is it a typical COVID question coming here? How did you find, because mm. um, obviously Britain had a really quite severe lockdown. Yeah. How did you find, um, because it would have come out just at the sort of front end of that, wouldn't it? The, the whole COVID thing. Yeah, it was, it's a funny, uh, well, it's not funny, but like it was a real pain in the ass, to be honest, because like we were, so we come off the back of some pretty good touring. Um, we got all the material together from Insanity's Ruin and uh, a lot of it down. And we're sort of preparing to release, mm, I guess we would have been on for like, oh yeah, I guess that was end of 2019. Uh, we just signed with a really good sort of management agency. Like, yeah, we've got this good tour opportunities and all these things are going on. And great, da 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 da. You know, going to put the album out, and then boom, yeah, COVID happened. And obviously, you know, it's much worse for some people, like for health reasons, of course. But like, just in terms mm. of the band, well, all that just just dropped away overnight. And um, so, yeah, it kind of put a bit of a enforced hiatus on just well everybody i guess um mm. so we just we decided to really pull pull the record and then we actually took the time to remix it and just touch up a few different bits and get a few things in now so we tried to turn you know turn it into a positive and use the time to, and actually in retrospect looking at it now much happier because we kind of took we had to because i guess once you get off the, the the treadmill like you've got to really like i like it like I mean, I hate comparing bands to businesses, but like, like any business, you know, it's like suddenly you're not out there earning cash from like shows and like, um, you know, in the normal kind of, uh, you know, sort of normal things you're doing. So in a way we had to like, right, okay, we cut down on everything and everything. We just started doing everything in house. So we just actually did loads more of our promotion and got rid of the management agency and, uh, yeah, retouched up the record and then just decided to self-release it. And um, it's been brilliant, actually, because it's uh, it's a lot of work. But, like, you, re you turn around and you think, oh, this is great, because, like, if somebody, you know, before, I think, with a lot of bands, um, power to them if, they, if that works really well for them. But, like, if you're a label or something and then suddenly they, you're not the hot ticket anymore, how do you, you know you don't know who to call, you know, who's going to do that thing for you or who's going to like, you just, they're just gone, you know, yeah. like if you have, it's kind of like if you have the means of production, then you can just carry on, you know, whatever the weather. That, and so it's kind of positive in that way. That's the, that's the, that's the punk DIY effort. That's why, you know, punk is so important yeah. as well, because we, we can do that afterwards. The new record labels were pushed aside and people could do what they want. And I was, the reason I asked that question was because I, about COVID is because I was talking to other bands and the same thing. They said, look, we had this product to come out. So we actually went back and used it as a positive. We would then remix it, listen to other things, whereas oh, it would cool. have been great previous to that. The album, you were happy with yeah. it. Yeah. But you could tweak it more in your own time. And so, yeah, it was it was, it was arduous because we didn't know what the world was going to do. But the product we released was probably a better product because we could take a breath with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I might even say, you know, I must confess, like if I'm 
hundred percent honest. I think it's um, it's also a really positive experience because it's quite easy. I think you know I I can only speak for myself, but sometimes I feel like for the world at large as well, like people could get a little bit jaded about music and concerts and like you know eat well or easy to take it for granted you know pre-covid oh, like, yeah. oh, it's always going to be here there's always stuff you know there's always choice it's too much blah 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 mm. well actually and i just kind of was like well shit no you know there's actually this you, at the time as well i didn't know how things are going to work out you know how was it how long is it going to go on for what a venue's going to do what are going to be the rules afterwards and i i thought it's really good in the end it, to just giving me like a really renewed sense of like how special um and how privileged really you know not to sound too cliche but like it really is a privilege to be able to like play music and share it with people and like doing the thing i'm doing with you now and um the fact that um it's oft said but like it is a real true thing it's like we are a really big community a global community and like when i started getting into metal when i was oh like 11 or 12 that was that was what made us, I speak of us, but like, I don't know, I'm rambling a bit here, but for me, that's oh. what made metal really special for me because like, it is better than pop music. It is better than all this stuff because no, like, it's, yeah. it's one, we're one big gang and it's like, yeah. you see it at the shows and you see it at the concerts and um, yeah, hell, I'm biased, but like, that's why I think it's great. And yeah, so sort of bringing it back around, like COVID was a really really lovely like shot in the arm to remember like that that feeling do you know i couldn't have put it better honestly because i i've been into metal since i was probably six or seven you know so a long time ago and um seen a lot of sort of things come and go and yeah you do feel community like you go to see it like a maiden show you feel like your brother's next to you right <laughs> yeah you go to a small gig like i i personally prefer the really small gigs in the dirty dark dungeon yeah, kind too. of yeah. places to be honest with you than the big stadiums i don't get me wrong i like the big stadiums but yeah. i was when i was back in the uk recently only just recently it's crazy i'd open up the paper and i could find a band every night yeah, you know, well, it's living here in Australia, particularly where I live, um, you, it's slim pickings um, yeah. for big international acts. Anyway, you know, local acts are plenty of plenty of them around. But and so you do realise, it was like you said, you know, you, there's so much choice. You can get a bit jaded about that. Like, oh, go, I can go and see this, 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 and this, and this. Oh, I can't now. So now yeah. I have to think about what I'm going to go and see, right? You know, and think about where my dollar is going to, or my pound is going to go. You know. Yeah. Um, you, I mean. Especially like I think, uh, I mean, I lived in London for about 10 years and, uh, you know, also pre-COVID and it, yeah, there's so many big gigs, there's so many international touring acts, so many things oh. coming through and, um, you know, they take quite a lot of people's attention and I feel like, yeah, there was that kind of vibe of like, ah, do you want to go see this local band? Nah, you know, well, you know, I'll save my, my pennies for going to see whatever at Wembley or something. But I think even post-COVID, people are a little bit more like, oh, well, I mean, of course, people like to see big bands, but like, you know, and it's like, sometimes it's like 80 to 100 pounds or something to see, I don't know, Ramstein well, or something. Or, uh, ridiculous. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's totally, yeah. I mean, I know it's a big show and they've got to pay for it all, but like, I think people more now are like, do you know what? Like, what's down my road? You know, what yeah. can I go see in my local venue now? Because like, a uh, little bit of fear, I guess, of initially from covid you know spreading you like i've got to don't want to track all the way through the city and all that crap but also like the big gigs are so expensive like 
I think people kind of have got fresh eyes now and it's kind of cool. You know, I see it a lot more. People are out and about in the small places. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think I know some of it's getting the money back from the stuff they lost during the COVID period. I, I get that. But, oh, you know, like when I was yeah. there, when I was there, I bought a ticket. I went and saw, I know it's probably not your thing, but I went and saw um, Musical Box play Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, which is my favourite Genesis mm. album. Love it so much. Cool. And yeah. it was like a life, honestly, truly, it was like a life-changing experience for me because I've always mm. wanted to see it full live. And it was like 30 pounds. It was amazing. Oh, like Hammersmith oh, Odeon, so oh, sorry, the whatever it's called now, the event time yeah, thing. The Apollo um, thing, like, oh, it's not even that anymore, is it? It's like no, event it used to be the Odeon, it'll always be the Odeon, right? And, yeah. um, and I saw Black Sabbath there, it's the Odeon, right? Oh, and, yeah. Oh, amazing. And um, so I was, I was like, this is 30 pounds, man. The T-shirt was more expensive. Than <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you think of all the stuff that's gone into that, you know, like all the um, thousands of hours that they've had to put in to like even take, acquire the skill level. Oh, it was it was stage it was ever, and then trip down. You're like, oh yes, yeah. bargain of the century, I think. It was incredible, like a full show, light show, everything, and no perfect. It was just like close my eyes. It's 1974. It was it was it was brilliant right and but then again also i love those moments where there's a venue here in canberra if you get to play come play australia called the basement it's my favorite place in all the world it's a little dark dank place the floor is sticky the bar is the the stage is like next to you there (laughs) yeah Uh, it's loud enough to know that you could do damage but you'd be all right you know yeah Um, there's pool tables it's it's just it's dark and you know know, i have to trek an hour to get there i don't give a shit really um (laughs) And it's just my favourite place. And it's those kind of venues. And then the band comes out and mixes with you, you know, because yeah. there's no green room as such. They just come out and hang around yeah, the perfect. bar. Yeah. Um, you get some big acts. I mean, we had Dragon Force here, which was crazy. Like, and I'm not a huge Dragon Force fan, but it was, like, packed, rammed, packed, yeah. right? It's great um, for the event. It's just a great venue. And they're, they're my, that's my favourite venue. You know, you pay pennies to get in. Yeah. Um, yeah. You spend more at the bar than you probably should do. You know, and and you just get to meet the bands, and you get to and you see the same old faces. It's like um, it's like going, oh, I'm going to go to the basement. I'll see so and so and so and so and so and so. You know, it's really yeah. cool. I think that's yeah. thing they're missing. You know. Yeah, definitely because ah, uh, yeah, like especially like modern gigs now. Like I'm sound a bit like uh, yeah, commercially <laughs> again, but like <laughs> especially festivals now. Like there's so much space between the crowd and the stage. It's insane. And yeah. I know it's I know there's safety reasons and whatnot and people have been injured in the past so yeah i totally get it like why it's happened but still it doesn't take away from the fact that it feels like the bigger you go the not just because it's a big place they literally segregate the band further and further back and well they yeah, do yeah 100 like you say like the small venues like i mean i remember it when you were saying that it, it reminded me that like when i was really young, i think i saw mastodon maybe like one of their first tours over in the uk yep and um Maybe it was at Rock City. Was it Blood Mountain? Yeah. Yeah. You know what? And, um, and yeah, they're just mingling around afterwards because they're just, you know, getting a beer, picking up chicks. It's just... It's pretty, wasn't it? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's great. That's all that tour you know? Fantastic. They just come yeah. chatting away and like, he's a mastodon. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like, crazy, that right? Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. And it, it's the same with the stuff we do. I mean, um, obviously, we, you know, our main bread and butter is small gigs, but it's so cool because, like... Uh, you know, we play the music a lot. Um, you know, at this point, you know, we've obviously played a lot of shows and rehearsed it a lot and stuff. So at rehearsal, you know, you are enjoying playing it, but 
to a degree you're just practicing the physicality of it and like but you know for me music it doesn't matter how many times you play it like when you put it in front of fans or people that enjoy it it comes alive again and it's a living breathing monster and it's never the you know oh, it's yeah. like it's like and it's faster like it's just brand, and slower yeah that's all yeah, right. just like yeah. brand new again and then at a small place you can you know you can actually talk to people about it and they'll come and you know talk to you about like you know the performance it's brilliant it's the best part of I, it you know i love that you know we went and saw there's a kiwi band called stalker um mm. they're a fresh band they're hilarious i'm talking hilarious in a spandex the whole thing right <laughs> um just crazy shit and um you know afterwards like it got it got postponed so many times because of covid that eventually it was on a tuesday night here in canberra in the winter which is cold it's like london in winter right um yeah. and it was like three of us there because and Just, their van and yeah. so so spinal tap their van broke down they had to get someone to pick them up so they were running late for the gig they couldn't i couldn't take f pop they couldn't take like card for the for their um uh merch so we had to go and get cash no one carries cash so we're going to <laughs> yeah. And afterwards, we're chatting to them, and they were like, "Man, this is the best gig ever." Because it was like just for us, like it was just amazing. Yeah, yeah. just totally into it, totally raging for it. Yeah, yeah, just brilliant. I mean, and they're the kind of things that will always stick in your mind. Yeah, those memories, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're the ones that are really special ones you remember because of the mm. the people, the places, and the faces. Um, yeah, because I am um, like uh, my. The other way I earn money, my sort of day job, it's like I've, I've done some roadieing and stuff like that. And um, when you do the bigger gigs and stuff, like it's all pretty, it's all pretty nondescript and blank, you know. And well, the bands don't, you know, not by their own choice, like they don't really mix with the crowd, you know. They just bump in and bump out, right? That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. And you just think, uh, you know, somebody might say, well, you would say this because like you play a lot of these venues, but I mean, I I just love the fact. I mean, to me, heavy metal music is. A, it's kind of about these small places and those sort of connections. Like, I mean, you can't, I mean, I remember like I used to go to the underworld loads and I think I saw Orange Goblin there. And oh my like, God, I saw Orange Goblin there as well. No, yeah. <laughs> brilliant. So, you know it, man. It's like yeah. you can just, you just keep, I just kept running around in circles and stage diving all night long. And, you know, and you're so close, you like literally, you know, you've got the stage right up your belly and you just, you're banging, you're banging the stage with your hands, you know. One of my I favorite mean, venues in all the world, what? that is. Uh, yeah, when, I was, when I was back, there's I see, I've seen them all there, man. I, I think the best gig I saw was Killing Joke there because I love Killing Joke. But oh, I saw, yeah. um, I see there, I saw uh, Venom. I saw Killing Joke. I like, God, who was the one that really, man? It was like hardcore. Um, oh, Cathedral. Yeah, I saw Cathedral wow. there, um, and um, I, man, I don't remember. I think I got such a bangover, <laughs> I my neck for a month. You know, like. <laughs> And I was back in London looking at all the venues recently, and they've all gone, man. The Astoria, yeah. not there. Oh, that's, that's... Obviously, the marquee went years ago. The only one I could find was was the Underworld. I think that's the last one of them. I don't think there's many of them yeah. left. Yeah, no, there isn't. It's kind of all got gutted. I mean, all the Crossrail and all the development. Like, well, even when I was in London, like I, I was dating a girl, and she used to. I mean, it was a crazily run-down, mad party flat that was next to Gouge Street Station. It was um, on Tottenham Court Road, next to the Scientology Centre. Yep. We used to, uh, so yeah, it's funny. Uh, I mean, maybe this is not very helpful for the listeners, but you probably know where I'm talking about. Yeah. So, so anyway, yeah, and it was like a, I think it was above a chicken shop and next to a casino on the other side as well. And that was just great, man, because like we do, um, 
uh, it was, I mean, it's all changing anyway, but like, you, I don't know if you know it, but you kind of just got like in Tottenham Court Road, you know, you could uh, do Crowbar, yep. and the Intrepid Fox, and, yep. uh, you know, and there's this great little just boozy crawl that you could do. And then, but yeah, it's all going, you know, it's all getting changed. And I, um, I just, I just, uh, again, maybe I'm showing my age a bit, but I'm despairing that the world's just turning into like one big, you know, um, you know, like one big shopping. No, yeah, no, Greek. Flats or shops, flats or shops. I did a little thing to video when I was there. I was was absolutely genuinely upset that our history and our heritage, and it is our heritage, you and I's heritage, is our thing, it's our culture, is gone. And there's not even a blue plaque that says, here's the mark, he was the marquee. He was this. Yeah, yeah. You know, I took my wife. He was 12 bar, you know, it's like all gone. I took my wife to many gigs at this story. I mean, I used to go to this, there used to be a nightclub at this story called The Web. I think it was called the web or the spider web or something like that. When I was 18, I wasn't even old enough. I was 17. I'd lie about my age. I'd get in. And it was just all heavy metal music being played all the time. And oh, yeah. I loved it. Um, it's, you know, I mean, just gone. It's just, it's this kind of strange um, block building that's a theatre complex yeah. now. But yeah. it's not even a plaque saying this was the Astoria. This is where, yeah. you know, like, come on. Like, and you wouldn't do that right. for other places. No, you wouldn't. And it's yeah. like, it's kind of, yeah, it is kind of pretty disrespectful that, like, I think, I mean, metal music is one of the greatest, like, contributions to our modern cultural world, you know. It pervades, like, so many, di- well, like, it does. in every single country, you know, and it's like, mm. and it, it, there's loads of great scenes everywhere, but, you know, speaking about the Astoria in particular, that's like, I mean, imagine seeing tall, I mean, this, I never went, I just missed it. Is it just closed down? But like my one of my first, like strongest metal memories is like I used to listen to the Radio One Rock Show when it's still on. Yeah. And I used to stay up, you know, and I'd get the cassette tape out and I'd just cue it up and just like yep. record, you know, <laughs> record it. Like no, I didn't like that. Cue it back, and then so then you could have a mixtape for school the next day, and then you could like you know, you know, wig out on that and then trade it with your mates. And um, oh man, so and, and the first time I got really like, I mean, I'd heard of Black Sabbath before, but when I just got absolutely hook, line, and sinker was, it was, oh, I think it was probably the last <laughs> last supper of me doing inverted commas, like mm. uh, in 2000 at the Astoria. Yeah. And there was a live recording of it on the rock, uh, rock show. I was pretty young at the time, but I was like, what the fuck is this? That's amazing, eh? I care. It was, yeah, I agree. And that's the thing. I mean, I saw, I saw, like, could I see there? I mean, saw. The Damned, and I took my wife on my first date there to see The Damned in Anti-Nowhere League. Um, you know, I saw uh, Killing Joke, I saw Fear Factory, Prime, oh, you know, um, yeah. Prime Sc- all these amazing things. And I was there, and I was like, oh, I'll go and visit the old haunt. And I like, literally was in yeah. tears standing there looking at this faceless, ugly block. That they yeah. put there. And I was like, what the? I mean, like, it's been years since I've been back to the UK, so I was like, oh. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Yeah. And fair enough. Progress is progress, right? We have to progress, and I get it. But yeah. they also, you need to look back in reverence. You know, you must have some nod back to influence. You know what I mean? And well, it's, it's like, like, yeah, I just think there must be a way to like preserve, because it, it's more like the ethos, right, is the important bit to prevent. Because like, I don't, I don't know how true this is, but like when I was sort of leaving London, I, I got the. Um, Tim Pan Alley, which if people don't know in London is like, was quite famous for just having a shit ton of guitar shops down there. I know exactly where, always down there. 
Yeah, and um, and you know it's got harder and harder for them and stuff. And then there's talk of like I think the whole area be like becoming like pedestrianized, you know, into a shopping star way. And then you know they kind of make it like the Jimi Hendrix Experience Street, you know, because because and uh, yeah, and I don't know how true that is, but the very fact that like that's about as close as you could get to like cultural planning that you could just turn it into some kind of like attraction. Oh. Like I say, I, I don't know how true or not it is, but it just sort of speaks to me volumes of like why you know surely the whole ethos should be like let's help the businesses survive because the service they're providing is not about pure profit. It's no, it's not. No, no. And that, and, that, and that leads beautifully back to your, your album and music in general is that you know and I know that even though this is a wonderful piece of music you've made, it is a wonderful album. I really love it. Um, you know, it, it's a fa fantastic album. It's always going to fight against the big polished, you know, Hollywood things. Yeah. Um, and so you, you do need to to invest we need as a, as we, as as audience members we need to invest in in this in and i hate the word smaller mate because i don't mean to be a little bit you know the small no, no. bands and the yeah upcoming bands because otherwise they disappear just like yeah. the astoria just like the marquee and there's no blue plaque for you mate it's gone right and yeah. and it's really important that you've left your mark in the sand right which is wonderful forever and ever amen it will be there now with yeah. the digital age, it's not going anywhere, right? You know, I mean, remember think about 30 years ago before the internet, if someone released a record and it didn't do well, well, it just went, <laughs> it's gone, forgotten, disappeared, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I mean, now at least, you know, we can always find you, which is yeah. a really important tool that we have with our modern life that we can say, okay, I can find we all his band right here is. Right. Yeah. I must admit, I'd like to hear. This, I'd like to. This, I'd like to hear the EP, but I can't. You can't find that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's been snuck away. <laughs> probably, I just love yeah. the name, man, because uh, Beggar's Banquet was a record label that I knew so well, and then I hear that label name like that. I went, oh, I don't know if it's based on the record label name, but I love it. Yeah, do you know what? I I thought I was really original because I I didn't. I just came up with it, and then I've seen. I, I'm sure it's a Stones thing as well, right? Yep, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I saw it. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> Probably gone in subconsciously as like osmosis, <laughs> man. It's just. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's I mean, like we're all, all just standing is, on the shoulders of giants, you know. Yeah, all music. All music is influence, right? All art is influence. It's very. Yeah. No one now can be truly original. Well, you are original, don't you? You are original, but yeah, you know, it's well, all. You know, it's funny you should mention that because I was having this same conversation with Tom and it's like it comes back around to that thing I was saying before where like you know I want to hear I was thinking you know we're talking we're like we're like well you know this format you know format but like yeah. uh, drums guitar bass you know distortion screams whatever um, you know it's it's pretty well established and it has been for like many years but but we're talking it's like no I still think it is possible to be original it's more like you just need to because everybody has a personality right and everybody's mm. personality is unique i think i think when it becomes generic is like when people think oh, i've got to sound like this genre i've got to fit into this like um yeah you know it's like wow this is this is what sells and this is really finite so it's got to be like you know new wave of post crossover uk thrash and if it's <laughs> not that you know it's like you can't do it and because I think actually, uh, uh, I'm not trying to be down on that. I'm more like trying to be up on like, oh, hey, just be yourself and like show your personality. And like mm. for sure, it's all osmosis. You it will sound like other things. Where you'll be able to be like, oh yeah, like that's kind of like that or that. I can tell that singer like you know it's really into that. But like be like, but it's still their own voice. You know, yeah, and that's yeah. I think what even like bands are like. You like, 
Oh, it's funny, you know, like, um, first time I heard Metallica, sorry, I'm going to ramble now, but like, okay. it's a good example. It's like, first time I heard Metallica, you know, when I was, I don't know, like 12 or 13 or something, I just thought, oh man, this is so original and so crazy. And then you hear Black Sabbath and you're like, oh my God, like Metallica just totally ripped like For Whom the Bell Tolls oh, yeah. off, like Fairy Rose Boots, you know, and things like yeah. that. But it's not the same song, but it's like, you can tell that they've totally absorbed all that. Oh yeah. And you wave heavy metal and like, not even, yeah, I mean, there's, so I always, you know, I, I kind of like uh, when Mustaine, you know, says they like, you know, invented the most original form of metal music ever. I kind of like a four or a bit because I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, like, it's like <laughs> your riffs are like strewn all over like 70s. And, you know, music, oh, yeah, so. man, because they're big Norman fans, right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think I think what's good about the, the metal genre in general is there's so many sub genres subsects of it you know yeah. i listened to one album yeah. once um i had to review it and i had to stop reviewing it because i couldn't review it it was just thunderstorms and someone <laughs> how dogs howling and someone screaming and i was like <laughs> not for me i get it yeah. yeah someone out there this is brilliant right yeah yeah and, it, and, it, and, that, and that's the sort of thing that you that i think is amazing about our genre you don't that you don't really get with pop music i mean i mean i love pop no. music but you don't get with pop music yeah. is you get so it's it can be intellectual like it can be pseudo intellectual it can be just balls to the wall speed it can be you know progressive it, can be, it just it can be all sorts of stuff and i think that's the thing about where we can get lost in all our subgenres of of metal you know yeah. Um, and that's why there's so much influence, I think, from everywhere. Yeah, it's um, it's like a blessing and a curse, I think, the modern uh, way of like uh, like Spotify and streaming platforms and the internet. I mean, maybe it's well, I suppose I've got a little bit of one foot in each kind of generation. I was a little bit analog, you know, because I was banging around my cassette player and using the radio. But then mm. the, kind of the whole internet revolution probably happened quite sort of early on in my childhood, I guess. But, um. You know, because I'm a geek, I look at old like festival posters and stuff like Monsters. Oh, yeah. And it's and the lineup's sick, you know, it's, it's just proper heavy hitters. But it is interesting how like there's only seven bands and they're kind of also the sort of flavor of the month a little yes. bit, I think, you know. So I, I, you know, I obviously, unfortunately, wasn't um, uh, around or old enough, you know, to you know see monsters rock in 91 or like oh, i was there oh my god yes <laughs> <laughs> i went to donington gonna... the first donington went to was 89 i think oh, yeah yeah man yeah. it's like um there's a there's a mega one with like pantera therapy i think even sepultura's on the bill as well yeah, i think i was probably there i went oh. to yeah and i was like oh my god and it's like when they're on heat as well it's like in the proper the purple patch they're in uh, but yeah, but you know, uh, the cool th the cool thing about today, I guess, is like um, uh, anything goes. Like, so if you're into like, yeah, if you're into like thunderstorm, you know, uh, vampire poetic uh, yeah. romantic metal, it's there. You can find it. Where, yeah, yeah. Like, because you know, it'll be there, and you'll and you can enjoy that. And I think so. That's pretty cool. You know, I think it's just it. it the flip side is it makes it really hard because it's to find that fan because there's so much music. Well, this is everywhere. right. There's a lot of noise in the background, isn't there? That's right. Yeah. 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 So, so, but yeah, so you've you got to take the rough with the smooth. I think it's kind of cool in that way. So, I mean, God knows. I mean, I have no idea. I mean, maybe there was just as many people uh, making bands, doing music uh, in the 80s and 90s, but you're just never going to hear of them because, like you said before, actually, you made the record or you put it out oh. in your local area, poof, yep. it's gone. 
I'm, I'm a, I mean, I'm a record collector. I've been since I was 10 years old, right? And uh, sometimes even I will be flicking through the secondhand record racks, although it's more expensive now because the hipsters have found it. So yeah. You'll be flicking through, and, you know, we could buy them for pennies now that lots of dollars, and you're looking through, and you go, oh, I've never heard of this one. Like, I found it there. It was like this, um, this uh, Czechoslovakian album band. I'm like, what? Wicked. Like, yeah. yeah, take that home. I don't care even what it sounded like. I didn't know what it... I'll just take it home, right? I love the art cover of the art. And you know what? Would I play it after I played it the first time? Probably not. But, the yeah. was, you know, yeah. I was like, uh, well, you know, I don't know. But the, the, what it was great was that I, that I gave that band a bit of life. Yeah, exactly. for, for a little period of time, suddenly in the universe, someone's playing their music, and I think that yeah. for, that had been probably not for some time. Yeah, and that was a bit you of know, a thrill for me, you know. I think that's kind of beautiful as well, because like I always think, um, what I loved about getting the physical thing was like you think, well, you know, especially like an old record like that. I, I like to imagine the whole process of it it being put together, you know. There's, yeah. there's oh yes, yeah, I think there's a whole lives, you know. There's like you think, oh, what was you know, there must have been. That's it. That's why I like old records. Because a lot of time you look at the old pictures and you just fantasize oh, about it. what would it have been like. You know, that show. What you know, what would it have been like that tour? You know, or, you know, what were oh. they doing when they're putting that together? Yeah. You know, bit like the spinal tap bit where they get the try and justified black album. You know, how black <laughs> can it get? Like... None more black. That sort of I love those moments, and um, that's why I like your artwork. By the way, I, I shouldn't have oh, mentioned that. Yeah. That's. It's pretty cool. It's got a nice flow to it. Yeah, the guy who did it is brilliant. Is uh, I'm probably going to murder his name because we we only speak like online, um, you know, email and whatnot. Uh, it's done a few years ago by a guy called um, Costin Chirino. Yeah, Chirino. Well. I wrote it down. Yeah, I was like, I'm not going to even try that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like, you realise so many times you're just typing it, but uh, not saying. Did he did some, did some ghost? Didn't you suffer from ghost as well? Didn't you do? I read oh, that. I might have done. Yeah, he might have done. No, I know last time I checked in with him, he, he'd done some stuff for Arch Enemy and Grave. Wow. But he might, he might have done some stuff for Ghost. And um, I was pretty lucky because actually the EP as well, the artwork for that, he did that as well. But I kind of met him, I wouldn't say on the up, because he was still he was still pretty busy. He'd done some stuff for Grave and stuff, but he hadn't done any like, big bands and stuff. Um, mm. Super cool guy, yeah. And um, all the artwork is basically, they're my designs, and I just I sketch, sketch them out. And I just gave them to him, you know, to make him not look shit. <laughs> well, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, we eat like, like anything, you do eat with your eyes, and, and I think your album cover has that. Um, how do I describe it? It has a feel a bit like uh, Masters of Puppets. Yeah, flow. It's almost, yeah, it's kind of Angle. got like, yeah, yeah, like when you actually think of like the, yeah, I didn't think of that. That's so true, actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, almost thinking of, yeah, yeah, how do you say it? The composition of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and true, actually, the false perspective, actually, yeah, into the vanishing point, yeah. Yeah, is my art, art school thing coming in. Yeah, it makes it sound like I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've got an arts degree, but I don't use it. Um, yeah, no, the, and I, I thought it was really, it's kind of thing that, it looked, I mean, it sounds stupid, but I, I, I love I love band shirts. I've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds yeah. of them. And it's something you'd be happy to wear on a shirt. It looks good on a shirt, you know what I mean? Like, it's a good, yeah. good piece of art, you know. Yeah, cheers. We, that's what we try to do. Like, I mean, I um, I think it's a really important part of it. I mean, it's a really fun part of it. I'll tell you that much. I mean, I don't know if, how, it, well, I feel it's important, but moreover, I like, just love doing it. I think you can say so much through your visual content and, um, and not just a tick, the, the, in a way, not the TikToks and things. That's kind of almost separate, but I really love the, 
the format of like band artwork to to tie in with the music like so oh, it's yeah. connected yeah. and so it sh- shares something yeah i mean great i mean that's again proggy stuff you know great um album cover like you i mean again i'm of a generation where i'd sit with a record and i'm you know i'd be listening to something like i know i don't know just think um somewhere back in time right Sometime. I'll be reading that, yeah. and I look at the artwork, and I'd sit there, and I'd just be looking for, you know, almost not listening to the music, just trying to find all the things yeah. in the art. And I think that it, it links, particularly with metal, it links really thoroughly, like the visual aesthetic. And that, I think that comes a lot from punk, even though punk will say it was nothing about visual aesthetic, but it, it clearly was. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I think that's the funny irony of punk, but yes, yeah. Yes. Uh, well, no, no, we don't want to know that, but yes, we are. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, no, I um, I, I think that you really, you've got the full package here, man. I, I mean, again, for all the listeners, if I'm trying to, if I was trying to put you in a, your sound in a box, I just can't. I said at the beginning, I mean, I, I could put prog, prog, sometimes it's doom, sometimes it's death, sometimes it's thrash, sometimes it's all... Um, and I think that's a real um, bonus to you that you haven't just gone right here we go. It was just heads down sludge right here we go. Yeah, we're just going to do the, the the doom thing, which is, or we're going to do the thrash thing, or we're going to do this. I mean, it is much easier. For, it would be as a musician for you easier to do that. If you go, here's my sound, right? I'll stick to it. But it's yeah. much braver to go. No, you know what? I want to do seldom reason. I want to do, you know, some nice acoustic guitar in here. I want some clean and growl and I want this atmosphere and I think that that means more to me as a listener than just to put it on and go bum heads down you know yeah. thank you mate I, I really appreciate that because um uh we've always uh for better or worse always just tried to serve the song rather than ourselves um and uh, I can't take credit for that I remember hearing that on an old Starlex video with Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. Cool as fuck as well. He's been interviewed by uh, River Phoenix as well. Yeah. And uh, he, li- he, just... lives, he, he lives down the road from here, like on the no. south Yeah, yeah he's, no his niece went to school down the road. Yeah. Oh, man, get out. Cool. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a small world. <laughs> it really is. Um, yeah, and he said, I, I love, I really resonate. It's funny because talking, you know, coming back around to the punk thing as well. Like he used the opportunity in that video. I think it's the best Starlix video anybody could watch. Whether you play guitar, bass, drums, whatever you do, because he, to me, taught. He said the things that my teachers used to say to me. My guitar teacher said to me that I think not a lot of people are hearing, or maybe should hear, like where he was talking about attitude is more important than like how technical you are or like how proficient you are because and he was talking about how even if you don't play punk or you don't play anything like punk you still need punk attitude in all oh, attitude is all attitude yeah. is all because otherwise that's, it's just notes on a paper that's it exactly yeah and so it's like it doesn't you, that's what punk is about it's about like it's it's the it's the, the that feeling and that ethic and like uh and he does a couple of demonstrations for it. And um, and then he talked about, yeah, you just about serving the song, you know, so it's not like about trying to get your, your rocks off. It's about like, well, what's the song telling you to do? You know, you listen to it and it's like, what's it asking you to do rather than like, what yeah, would yeah. I like to try and yeah. force onto it? And um, yeah. yeah, so, it, you know, in our own little way, we try to do that with the record. Because we've all, we've all listened to songs where you know for well, there's a tacked on bit. 
And you go, yeah. what's going on? Why did you do that? For what reason was that needed there at all? And almost sometimes in your mind, you're mentally fast forwarding till it's over, right? You know, and then you go, okay, back to yeah. this now. Um, and there are other times when you hear a song and you go, oh, I could have, where did it breathe? I could have gone somewhere else with that, you know? And that's, and that's the, and that's the beauty of, of all musical form, isn't it though, right? Um, you're yeah. just lucky to have the talent to do it. Um, yeah, and a lot of us, yeah, happy, well, trust me, a lot of us, my, my, me included, um, you know, I play in a, I've started playing in a, in a covers band sort of thing, like, yeah. just to play, I don't want to tour or anything, I just want to have fun. And you yeah. turn up and you play and you go, God, I wish I had a bit more talent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, I mean, I don't know if it's talent, but I tell you, it's the iceberg theory, you know, it's like, people see the tiny little tip of the iceberg and they don't realize like there's still the, the massive thousands of hours. Thousands of hours. Yeah. Yeah. Was a, was that... Trying and failing and sucking. And oh God. Yeah. 10,000 hours to do anything really well. Right. That's what they say. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Exactly, and I yeah. truly, truly believe that because, um, and you know, you got to play like Steve Jones said, he played till his fingers bled. Right. You know, like he yeah. just, he, had, he just kept playing till he couldn't play anymore. Um, and that's just want, that's just a want and desire to create, right? Yeah. And also for his respect, I mean, to get out of the situation he was in, I suppose. But, you know, yeah. at the same time, he still had to be still had a creative talent like yourself, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, I think people should just try and, you know, the best, I think it's like a motivational thing I heard once, but it's so true. It's like, um, just, you've got to just, uh, fail and fail often <laughs> yeah no no absolutely and then no that's the only way you learn yeah, yeah exactly and then you yeah. just gotta keep going keep going and then you think oh actually you turn around you think oh actually you know it's got better i think this is the problem with the the um i'm going to be sound old here uh, while we finish up here but this is the trouble i feel with the TikTok, instagram generation is that they don't know they failed because no one tells yeah. them instantly whatever muck mm. rubbish they put out is wonderful I'm told they're wonderful, and so they don't realise that they should or could have, should have probably taken a beat there and tried something, you know, move on a bit more. Yeah. Um, and I think that's one of the issues that's happening. But as an old man, that's a different, a different, <laughs> a different podcast <laughs> story. Um, that's me being old, right? So um, while we wrap up, where can where can the listeners get your um, your album? Uh, yeah, so uh, probably the best place, the one-stop shop, so to speak, is just to go to the website, uh, pastthefall.com. Simple as that. Um, if you want to make it even easier, if you just type past the fall into Google, we'll pop up. And and we're on, you know, whatever your poison is, you know, Spotify, um, YouTube Music. Uh, I don't know what the other ones are. Apple Music. You know, yeah. It tells to show my age now. <laughs> but basically, we, we have a distribution deal for all the streaming platforms. Uh, but if you want to get the record or Bandcamp as well, you can get it. Oh, uh, phys- yeah. yeah, so it, we've got it there. Um, that's physical and digital. And physical and digital, you can get on the, the website. And um, it's probably best for us as well, because that's like nobody gets a cut then. <laughs> but direct to you. And that's, and that's what I want. I want direct to you. Exactly. Yeah. So my merch as well. So we go direct to you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's probably the best place. Yeah, yeah, yeah brilliant, website. Brilliant. Yeah. Then where are you touring next? So we got a few. Uh, so we've got a couple of festivals this year. So we've got um, two UK festivals. Uh, we're doing something called Le Off in France, which is like a spin-off of Ooh. Hellfest, Ooh. which should be good. Which is like a little yeah. So it's, we're kind of excited about that. It's like a kind of warm-up show for Hellfest. Um, it should be a good opportunity. Um, I, you know, I d- don't want to possibly we might even get to oz 
sometime Ooh. at the end of the year or next year. But that's a very, that's a very, uh, like, uh, that's only just the uh, the uh, genesis of that, maybe, maybe just beginning. Um, yep. Yeah, and then, so yeah, we just had a UK show on, uh, UK show on Saturday. So that'll be start booking up. Um, so we've got things in. Go to the website. It's all on there. We've got some shows Brilliant. across the UK as well, and hopefully we we'll have some European stuff as well coming up in the uh, in over the summer as well. Oh, brilliant! I mean, I'm really pleased you're you're still gigging strong, which is what what we want to hear, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you can buy as many records as you want, but the live thing is the most important thing. Yeah. So. And you know what? That's just what we love doing. Uh, we were just talking to each other, and it's like, do you know what? I mean, what the hell else are we going to do with our lives? Bloody love it. No, you're so lucky. I have envious, envious, envious. That's all I can say. Um, but it was nice chatting with you, Will. I've got to get rid of, I've got to go to work myself now, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. So. Crikey. Yeah. <laughs> I can't keep you any longer. I can ramble. Get for ready it. for work. Um, yeah. yeah, well, it was nice chatting. Um, yeah, I'll put totally. this, I really man. hope that I really hope that we do get you out here sometime in the next couple of years. Um, yeah. Have you got are you? Quickly though, are you recording anything? Have you got new material you're looking at? Yes, yeah, we are. Yeah, hopefully we should uh, be dropping a single. Uh, there's no definite date for it, but in the next two months we've got a single. Ooh. We're like we're literally recording it as we speak and just doing vocals tracks on it now. But yeah, all the drums and the guitars been tracked, so it's just bass and vocals left to go on. So should be pretty imminent, to be honest. Yeah, well, I look forward to it. If it's anything as good as your album, then wow, it will be fantastic. Oh, cheers, man. Yeah, hopefully, I won't. yeah, we'll try to we'll try not to disappoint. I urge all the listeners to listen to this album. It's it's really, really interesting and fluid and dynamic, and it has goes all over the place, and I love it. It's fantastic. Oh, thank you, mate. Yeah. All right. Nice to talk to you. Cool. Take care, mate. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Bye, mate. Hi, guys. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Will Wright, one third of an amazing band. As we have already discovered, if you want to go and get any of the product, as I said before, please go to um, Bandcamp at Possible at Bandcamp or um, their website, which is Possible.com. Or you can you watch them on YouTube. You can stream on all platforms where you get your music, whichever way you consume it. Um, you know, there you can listen to some of the classics off the album, as I mentioned before, Poison Mirror and Seldom Reason. Um, modern classics in my opinion really really well thought out thorough and um intelligent uh, music and i think you can cut that comes across uh with the way that will comes across in his interview the intelligent and thought out young man so um yeah go get that stuff uh support small music and let's try and uh, see if we can make them a bit more um a little bit more in the consciousness of all us music listeners anyway that's enough for me. I'll chat to you next week. Bye, guys. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.